pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 165 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we're going over all of our thoughts on the world of the new update. Where are those droidicas? They're here, and we've got thoughts. Let's get started. Sector is clear. Not clear, not clear. First, though, we have follow-up from last episode. Uh, one of our listeners, friend of the podcast, Dusty Ricketts, sent in a, uh, a voicemail that we will play now. Hi, Sage and Sam. Uh, thank you for letting me be part of the podcast. My name is Dusty Ricketts. I write a weekly video game column for the Northwest Florida Daily News that's syndicated throughout Gatehouse Media called Play Life, Live Games. Um, after I listened to last week's episode on arcade content, what you guys liked, what you would like to see change, I was surprised that you didn't mention anything about the latest community transmission and the news we received on the upcoming PVE mode. So I reached out to the guys on Twitter. Uh, they asked me to uh, just record something short on what we found out uh, in the community transmission, what we've heard about the modes. Uh, since then and kind of what it could mean for the future battlefront. So, you know, the last community transmission was huge. Uh, for most people, the Droidicas was the big news. For me, it was all about the PVE mode. This is something I've been looking forward to for a long time. Um, Dennis Brownville first announced a new uh, large-scale offline mode was going to be coming to the game back in June of last year at EA Play. So this has been a long time coming. Uh, the big news that's really come out of this is it looks like we're going to be getting more than one mode. Uh, the roadmap has been updated, and it says that the first of these new PVE modes will drop in August. And since that time, uh, uh, Ben Walk replied to a comment on Twitter and stated that uh, they don't even have a name internally for the different modes. You know, so it's definitely looking like we're getting more than one. Um, my thought on that is I believe the first mode we get will probably be just a straight offline version of Capital Supremacy. So Clone Wars only, ground phases, uh, collect, you know, conquering the uh, command post, and then going up into the command ships. I believe the second mode we get will be something more like the instant action we had in the original Battlefront games. So like the ground phase of the current Capital Supremacy, I think this will be playable on every uh, uh, Galactic Assault map in the game. So we'll have prequel content, original trilogy, sequel trilogy. That's the one I'm really looking forward to if it comes true. Sage, Sam, what do you think? Dusty was right. We we forgot to go completely in depth to the PVE mode. One of the reasons that uh, one of the reasons that uh, was the case is one I had totally blanked on it, and two um, this thing something happens every time we release a podcast. 
uh, days later that we get more details on the thing that we're actually discussing, which is quite quite a fun little game to play. But what what do you think about those thoughts? I think I think the speculation concerning um, how Capital Supremacy is going to be the first game mode. I think that's gonna that's gonna happen. Yeah, that was a fair point. I agree. I think that his speculation that the the first of those uh, PVE modes will be Capital Supremacy. I think it makes sense. I would also love. Um, he speculates that um, I believe that the second one that he thinks is coming will be something that's specifically uh, geared towards all eras. I think there is definitely a place in the arcade family of supporters and uh, those hashtag solo players that definitely would love that. I would love that. I would definitely love a... um, we were talking about this. Uh, I was watching Sam play some Battlefront 2, uh, the new update, right before we recorded. And Battlefront 2 definitely feels more of a... Uh, we've got Battlefront 2015, which was specifically geared towards the original trilogy. But Battlefront 2 definitely, definitely feels like a prequel trilogy game. Especially with Capital Supremacy. I mean, if you're just playing Capital Supremacy, you're just playing prequels. Because obviously we want to see him add some more... Vanilla game modes like Capital Supremacy to arcade mode, but I'd definitely like to see some type of horde game mode. Kind of like an endless, you know, PvE type would be really cool to see. Mm. I hope they get creative with it and just don't completely play it safe. Yeah, I would definitely love to see a specifically made game mode that is for those offline players. Something that is unique to arcade mode, something that's unique towards that whole experience i would love to see that them really take advantage of that opportunity definitely if you have some thoughts on uh, the next pve mode and we'll have something to share you can do uh, like like dusty ricketts did which is uh, just re- you can record something on your phone and send it into our email which is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com and if you have any topic ideas definitely send them that way as well we really appreciate it and we'll give you a shout out on the show. I, I really like the the podcast format where we can have a, a conversation like this. It's definitely something that the format really takes advantage of. But now, now, let us discuss. Where are those Droidicas update? Hello there. I am Dennis Branval from the Star Wars Battlefront 2 team. In this update, Droidicas finally roll out on the Battlefront. CX-130 tanks reinforces the Galactic Republic and capital ships station themselves above Naboo in capital supremacy. Also, more appearances arrive to the clone army and Anakin Skywalker. The Separatist Droidica is a dreaded and tough force in battle with its heavy twin blasters and protective energy shield. The Laser Barrage, a burst of menacing high-rate blaster fire, is an effective way to clear the area of targets. While slow on three legs, the Droidica can transform itself into a wheel and roll rapidly between positions on the battlefront. At the expense of firepower and mobility, the energy shield is a practical tool in a pinch. The TX-130, on the other hand, reinforces the side of the Galactic Republic. This tank can fire rockets individually from each side or unleash multiple missiles at once for devastating impact. Anakin's selection of appearances is now expanded with the General Skywalker appearance, a set of Jedi robes with armor that he wore during the early days of the Clone Wars. The 212th Recon Division and the 41st Scout Battalion are also joining the Clone Army as appearances. 
That's all for this update. But here's a peek at what we're bringing to Star Wars Battlefront 2 next, including the new planet Felucia, as well as new ways to play the game. More on the way! Thank you for watching, and may the Force be with you. Let's get into it. So, just an overview of the update. We've got uh, Droidicus. We've got the TX-130 tank. We've got Naboo at dusk, Capital Supremacy, and we've got some hero changes as well. Blaster heroes can now crouch, something that they were unable to do before but now are able to. Let's start off with the big thing everyone was hoping for, everyone was wanting for months and months. Let's talk about those droidicas. Master, destroy us! So far, I, th I think they're really balanced because I thought they were going to be overpowered, but I've been really testing them and I've, I've, I guess they're a little on the overpowered side, but you're telling me that some people have been complaining that they're a little too underpowered. Okay, so the general consensus on um, the Droidicus are definitely that they're weak, but I think everyone was expecting them to be extreme tanks. Extreme tanks. But if you go into the game and you're you're playing it and you don't expect them to be those massive tanks, they are definitely balanced. I think for what they are, if you actually adjust your play style where you're not just running in, it definitely helps you play the Droidica better. Because he's more of a reserve play style, like really going in with, with the groups already because you can't mm -hmm. really hold your own by yourself. Yeah. Uh, a, a great technique I saw actually, which is very strange. So a great technique is to go into your wheel form, the little rolly boy form. Get that rolly boy going. And that's that's what you use to evade everyone and get to the objective. Once you get there, you pop your shield and then claim it. It's actually a very successful and very smart move there. You said that you feel they're pretty balanced. What what about it screams balance to you? Just really coming out of the roll form, you kind of have to prepare for that because it's not really instantaneous. Yeah. You definitely have like, to set yourself up for Because the it. original Battlefront 2 was a little more instantaneous in that aspect and I, I feel like it's a little more balanced they have some vulnerability when they're coming out so you can definitely put some damage on them they're kind of bad on the open maps because they're just like yes a, they're like a target they're the you see the blue glimmer and you're just shooting that you definitely want to play these uh, reinforcements in a map where you can hide behind things just but so with, you can duck with, behind for your abilities to reload both every map there's obviously going to be you know, some enclosed areas. Just like really using the map to your advantage, playing strategically, always um, with your troops is really the way to go. Yeah, definitely, prepping, definitely stick like, with your, your people. Don't just roll up into a combat scene and start blasting. You need to really go kind of around a pillar if you can and then activate your shield and then walk around the corner. Yeah, definitely. You definitely want to play it safe with the Droidicus. And really compared to the original Battlefront 2 Droidica, the, the shield's on the weaker side, but it does regen fairly quickly. It does. It's, so it's I think quite it balances a quick out. regen for them. Other, the, the thing I was disappointed about was how the roll the rollout form was one of his abilities. It's kind of like the conundrum of having Boba Fett's jetpack as his middle card when he really needs... We all obviously know he has a jetpack. And the droid, because it's built into their sprint, it shouldn't be an ability you have to activate. I feel like they should have added another maybe missile-type move instead of having that just be a filler space. I'm not, I'm not too hung up on that. 
um, I think it's I think it's better to have the button for it because a lot of the times with the sprint it doesn't work for me or it's not I consistent. I feel like like I was saying, Boba Fett has a jetpack as an ability, which is frustrating because he's so bad. But I guess it kind of balances him out in a way, mm-hmm. so he's not the. That's another contributing factor to why he's balanced. Just just the thing that I wasn't expecting that to happen when I loaded up Battlefront and picked the Droidica. Something I'd like to talk about is the Droidica's terrible, terrible range. That is the thing that I think if they're going to buff it, I think that's where they need to buff it because it's just useless at range and it it needs to be effective at range because it it doesn't have the it doesn't have the level of the strength that it needs to be that close range reinforcement. You definitely, definitely want your beast like the Droidica to be able to be effective at long range. And right now he's just not. I feel like he's more of a close range type character. I mean, obviously they need to the buff the drop off because it is pretty ridiculous. I mean, maybe even make that, that would have been cool if they made the third card some kind of, you know, or maybe even make his barrage a little more accuracy based rather than just spray and pray because that's really what his weapons do. He's he's really similar to the Arc Trooper as its counterpart, more so than the Infiltrator is, I feel. Mm-hmm. More with the, the dual-wielding um, blasters, more of a um, defensive play style. Uh, Droidicas, oh my gosh. So much fun to play. I am having an absolute blast playing the Droidica. It is incredibly fun. I feel like the Separatist is the most fun faction to play right now. You have the Infiltrator, which is kind of like a ninja, basically. And you also have like a roly-poly robot. (laughs) So I feel like the Separatists have a lot going for them right now. Definitely. Um, But I guess in a film perspective, the Separatists normally have more gimmicky type because they're robots. So I feel like it works out. But man, hear me out. Okay, hear me out. We need a limited time game mode that implements the incredibly fun rolling ability of the droidicus needs to be droidica races limited time game mode let's make it happen i mean i'm still stuck on the limited time game mode where you can just be reinforcement classes infinite respawn you can be like an entire team of droidicas no no caps on your uh, <laughs> that would be on amazing. Your troops because there's a considerable amount of uh at least on the the clone war side of reinforcement so they could definitely make a game mode um surrounding that yeah, type of mechanic. I think that would be cool um, weekend thing that they do, that they implement in the roadmap. You know, they've got like the heroes unleashed. They've got where the cooldowns all low. I would definitely, I could definitely and see really them do, doing something like that. They don't have to change any infrastructure because it's already there. So yeah, that that would really work and definitely be in a more smaller type kind of blast setting, like hero blast, but with reinforcements. Yeah, reinforcement blast. That could be fun. That could be really fun. I'll, but then you have to draw the line if you want tanks as well. I would probably say no. Yeah, that but would be But then it'd be mine. cool if they had an LTO with just the tanks against each other. That like actually would be really fun. Before, before we get to the tank, I want to talk about the new map. Capital Supremacy has a new map. I was, I was not prepared for how much fun I would have on this map. And the new map is Naboo. It's set at dusk, and it's a little more, it's a reworked version of the Galactic Assault map. So it's not just a straight transport over into Capital Supremacy. It's a rework of that original map. But my gosh, so much fun. I, 
I feel like this is the one they should have introduced it with. But obviously, they had Genosis coming. So yeah. But this is my favorite map to play for Capital Supremacy for sure, hands down. And this isn't just because when you think because about because it's new capturing command post, it's more in a kind of urban environment, at least in like a strategic kind of film setting, but. Obviously, Geonosis on original Battlefront 2 was really fun. I can't remember the planet's name, but I believe they had Indoor was really cool. Um, Felucia was really cool. So a lot of these remote planets, which does work for Geonosis, but definitely just the environment in Naboo definitely is is really working for Capital Supremacy. Yes, I love the the closer quarters map, and it it really forces you to get down and dirty with the the gameplay and the combat. I have so much fun going through the corridors. I don't I don't feel like in like in Kashyyyk really where man like everything's so far away. I don't know where everything is. It's very linear. This is so open. It's really balanced cuz you can only really traverse a tank in the middle the middle ground. So you don't have like problems of tanks camping on a command post and shooting everyone. Exactly. So really, really well balanced. I think it works extremely well. And speaking of tanks, let's talk about the TX-130. This, this, this update was just so full of many little surprises. Like I was expecting it to be just a regular kind of tank. This is, I was surprised by it. it's not that at all. It's like a mix between the walker and the the big ATTE, I feel. Which I think works incredibly well. It is, it's a beast. It's, it, a caveat, it's really slow, but it's got a lot of health and it does a lot of damage. So I think those things even it out. Overall though, I think this, this patch is pretty balanced. I've never been the biggest fan of vehicle reinforcements, but I did play it one time and Got destroyed, but I was on Kashyyyk in the middle of the map, and General Grievous was chasing me. <laughs> um, but it was fun. Definitely, it's a little different from the playstyle. The abilities are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I would like to uh, just update everyone on: when the yesterday, when the patch launched, uh, as we we're recording yesterday, Wednesday, it uh, released with a a bug where during a transition phase between the ground and the capital ships, it would crash. The game would crash, kick you out of the home screen, and it was happening on PC, and it was happening on Xbox as well. They are looking into it, and they're working on a patch to fix that. Have you have you had that experience at all? Were you able to play it completely through? Yeah, I'll, I played three games, and they were completely fine. Okay. Uh, every game that I played had that issue, and it was very consistent. Um, but I was not able to record it to send it off, uh, but I did get in contact with EA Help and let them know the situation. And uh, just for future reference, EA at EA Help is one of the places that you should tag in any bug fixes or that kind of thing. Uh, there are They are the, the people to get in contact with. Unless it's a really good bug, like getting infinite score, then just leave it alone and, and contact me privately and get in touch with me so I can abuse it with you. Yeah, don't let him know about the good bugs, guys. Just just the bad ones. Okay. Now let's get into uh, some of the patch changes that they have for this update. Oh, also on top of all of that content uh, that we talked about, they also have the 212th Recon Division Clone Trooper appearances as well as the 41st Scout Battalion. Release notes. Naboo, Theed is now available to play on Capital Supremacy. Oh my gosh. But at this point, I feel like they're just 
taking random numbers and letters and combining them for skins because <laughs> I because it's just nonstop. It just keeps coming. Starting off, uh, quality of life. They improved the readability of the front-end messages. Uh, they also improved messaging when offers include both emotes and the corresponding voice line. Uh, for hero changes, they uh, improved various visual improvements to the lightsaber blades for all heroes, adding pointed tips and improving their brightness. For blaster heroes, blaster heroes can now crouch. So that's good to see. Uh, community request. Adjusted the values of health on defeat star cards to be consistent across all heroes. Heal values upon defeating enemy heroes have been changed. Concerning the crouching, that should have been here the entire, the entirety of the game. Yeah, it was it was something that v- was very surprising uh, that they didn't have. Yeah, it's something you shouldn't have missed. It's crazy. And then, but I am so glad that they added it. They are, and oh. it's it works great. They take these common things away and then add it. And then it feels like it's the biggest thing ever, but it should have been here the entire time. It's like taking away your water supply and giving it to you later. And then you being grateful that you should have had water this entire time. <laughs> for uh, for those, the hero changes, every all um, Anakin, Count Dooku, Aiden Versio, Rey, and Emperor Palpatine have all been adjusted to 40 for the first level, 60 for the second, 80 for the third, and then... 100 for the fourth they adjusted the animation of yoda's attacks for speed they fixed an issue for darth maul uh, for furious throw where the lightsaber could get stuck in the atte web df9 hard cell or the aat vehicles and they fixed an issue where darth maul's spin attack ability continued to affect enemies if darth maul died during the animation for anakin uh, they're they're fi- they're uh, adjusting him again anakin is released from the pull dominance ability animation sooner and they fixed an issue where the passionate strike ability would not inflict lightsaber marks on objects. They fixed an issue where General Grievous was no longer able to block with the unrelenting advance ability if activated after holding the block button. I had I did experience that, and it's something that you can just casually do too. For Count Dooku, they fixed an issue where enemies could escape Count Dooku's exposed weakness by dashing or doing a combat roll. And they fixed an issue where Count Dooku's body would slightly shake when performing an emote. As well as fixing an issue where Count Dooku's right hand thumb was clipping the hilt of his lightsaber. You know, there's a lot of hate out there for DICE on they're not fixing things. But they have a great attention to detail. Uh, They fix... They actually do a lot of visual changes that you don't don't really get to appreciate. But it's great thing that they do. For Obi-Wan, they fixed an issue where the defensive rush ability would not inflict lightsaber marks on objects, and they fixed the delay between the animation of the defensive rush and the visual effects while uh, when attacking an enemy who is blocking. But the thing is, they're fixing Count Dooku's thumb and not adding new skins for heroes. Well, it's much easier to fix a thumb than make an entire new skin. This is true. Uh, there were some adjustments to Jabaka. They adjusted Aiden's friend in battle star card they actually did a lot to luke skywalker they reduced the recharge time of repulse from 20 seconds to 17 seconds they increased the base radius of repulse from 10 to 12 meters they changed luke's jedi fighter stamina drain and uh, decrease from 5 6 8 and 10 to 20 25 30 and 35 they adjusted the animation of luke's attacks for speed making him a little bit faster. They fixed an issue where Luke could damage enemies with Rush after dying, and they fixed an issue where Luke's fingers were clipping the his, with his lightsaber hilt when performing the Greetings Exalted One emote. Uh, looks like they had a lot of issues with hands. 
because uh, they also fixed an issue with Leia Organa with her hand uh, clipping her head. Hmm. I assume this is a recent development. I think so. Uh, Emperor Palpatine, they changed lightning absorption star card to take effect whenever Palpatine defeats an enemy. They also fixed an issue. Uh, man, Han Solo's shirt was clipping through his jacket when on low settings. That was for uh, PC. They fixed an issue with Kylo Ren where Kylo Ren could inflict damage on enemies who are blocking with lightsabers when using pool. I don't I feel like the, the Kylo Ren's pool ability should somehow damage through lightsabers, so that kind of makes sense. Kylo Ren's so bad. <laughs> Well, for a while, he was actually pretty pretty beast. I feel like when they released the game, he was good. He, I mean, his abilities are, at their core, really good abilities, but they just don't deliver. Well, it was I think it was a couple patches ago. For some reason, I was constantly getting destroyed by Kylo Ren. Uh, something about his pull had an insane reach. He doesn't do enough damage. That's his problem. Also, we did forget a touch base concerning lightsabers do beat out the Droidica shield. We were speculating about that last episode, so which, which makes sense because they're both energy-based. That's how it works in Lego Star Wars, so I mean it should work in this game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why we should have Bikini Stormtroopers. I mean, the logic from Lego Star Wars carries over co- perfectly with the Droidicas to Battlefront 2. They need to start taking f- physics from Lego Star Wars and converting yeah. it. At this point, just make a live-action type Lego Star Wars game. Who needs voiceover lines when you've got grunts? Yeah, low budget. Like, I mean, they could put more money in a DLC, so <laughs> save a lot of money. Uh, for Capital Supremacy Ground Phase, they fixed a visual issue where a character's UI bar health would widen when boarding a transport in the ground phase they fix an issue where ai would not fire at a player inside a vehicle and they fix an issue where the color would occasionally be different between the hologram and the base of the command post when a player joins a match late can we talk about ai for a second just a short pause the ai is so much better yeah they actually pursue the objective it's crazy they pursue the objective they melee droidicas when they get close Overall, though, like they're hard to shoot because they're always strafing around. They strafe. They I've seen them jump and to avoid blaster bolts. Obviously, they're easy to kill, but like mm-hmm. just the AI is definitely improved. I have gotten AI and people mixed up before, so definitely. Yeah, there was. I was a capturing a command post on the far side, and there was three AI that kept spawning, and they would contest us. Mm-hmm. Like the other team wasn't doing anything; their AI was doing the objective. Yeah, so. Pat on the pat yourselves on the back, dice. Great job on the AI uh, for the capital ships phase of supremacy. Uh, they fixed an issue where background starfighters w- uh, could occasionally be seen when inside the capital ships. They fixed a visual issue when uh, where the name of an enemy that sabotages an objective appeared blue friendly in the event log. Uh, they fixed lighting bugs in the dreadnought hangar ceiling, and they fixed an issue where the spotlights of the cooling room core ceiling were misplaced. And then they fixed various issues with rendering of assets caused by server latency for the cinematics for general changes and miscellaneous they fixed an issue where selecting the chat channel using the mouse would occasionally would cause uh, various issues the chat would not open the last used channel and added icons indicating the faces for the clone trooper appearances on the customization screen so this is the a packed packed full update and 
I'm, I'm extremely happy with it. There have been a lot of reports of people not happy with the droidicas and uh, just there was a, a weird amount of negativity around the droidicas. Uh, very surprising. People were crapping on it. Comparing a game from 2005 um, to the game made in 2017, saying that they rushed, even though Battlefront 2000, Battlefront 2 2005 was incredibly rushed between the production of the game. Like they literally had one year to make that game, which is why there are a lot of bugs and why there's a lot of similarities between the first and the second game, especially in content. So that is not a fair argument in the slightest. Yeah, re- yeah you can't really compare a game from 2005 to a game now just because how technology is advanced. But I, I I feel like they delivered on the Droidicas. I have no problems with them. I thought yeah. they were they were well done. I mean, I don't know how long this has been in the works, so it could have been rushed. Because they didn't really tell us much, didn't tease anything at all. They just showed up with the droidicas. My theory, and it's not confirmed, but my theory, I should actually reach out and see if I can get it confirmed, is uh, shortly after there was the whole um, thing about the, the wreckage in the background, the battle, so the environmental clutter in the background, I think shortly after that they saw how interested people were in the droidicas and immediately started working and getting those assets put together because we've had we've had those assets in the game for a while so they have been being worked on or just being thought about played around with someone on their free time was messing around and made that so that's definitely something that i think is really cool um but that's that's my theory is that shortly around that time that they started to work on it. But I think that's about it for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Sage Goodwin. And I'm Sam Goodwin. You can follow us on Twitter at SWB Podcast. Twitter.com slash SWB Podcast. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Battlefront Podcast, like our $10 supporter, Joseph Loera. Thank you so much for supporting us. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us out a ton, helps us with the hosting of the show, it helps us with uh, Adobe, it helps us upgrade our equipment. We really appreciate it. It helps us out a ton. A way that you can support us like a Daniel Schilling does, which is through PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep. T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Anything that you can give helps us out a ton. If it's a dollar, if it's a quarter, anything helps. It re- We really appreciate it. Another great way to support the show is completely free, completely free, is through leaving a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the show. We would definitely appreciate a review. It lets us know your thoughts. It helps other listeners, and it lets iTunes know that, hey, People are listening to this. So it helps us get a little bit higher and suggested more. Our Gmail is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. Also, our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Definitely. And again, if you have topic suggestions, thoughts on what we covered in the episode, um, we would definitely appreciate thoughts. If you have a recording, we would appreciate that even more. That is awesome. Anything that you can send us and help us get you involved in the show, definitely appreciate it. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you find podcasts, you can listen to this show. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.